0: This is the Fixer Upper Marriage Podcast. Because marriage without maintenance will break. I am your happily married host, Jason Parham. Together we're learning how to make marriage and love better. Listen along today to learn how to become relationship mindful. For notes and references, visit fixeruppermarriage.org slash mindful. It was late one Saturday night when I left my wife's house. We've been seeing each other for a while, but we're not yet engaged. It was that time in our relationship where we were falling in love. And it was just really hard to leave her. It was the hard thing about a long-distance relationship. We were about three hours from each other. It's saying goodbye. And so we were out on our front porch and just saying goodbye to each other. It was reluctantly saying goodbye to each other. And I just kind of faded off into my truck, just slowly walked backwards, waving by, and I got in my truck, and my truck has these really comfortable, plush leather seats, and I sat back in the seat and started my truck up. She lived out in the country. It's about 40 minutes to the nearest big road, and so I drove on the small, tiny little back roads until finally I came to the interstate. It's Interstate 85. It's pretty much a straight shot once I get to the interstate from that point to my house. And so I put on a CD and set it for loop, so it would automatically just start over as I'm driving. And as I'm driving down the interstate, again, about a three-hour drive, I can hear the sound of the roar of the tires and the, the trucks coming by me, the big transfer trucks. And along that stretch of road, like everything just kind of looks the same, especially at night. The only place it's different is one spot right above Charlotte, North Carolina, where it seems like the always been doing construction like my whole life it's like is there ever going to get this right but I'm driving along and about an hour from my house there was this kangaroo gas station slash truck stop I had stopped there before but tonight I didn't stop there the last thing I remember seeing is that sign for the kangaroo gas station the next morning I woke up in my bed had the same clothes on outside on the front porch. My luggage was there outside. My truck was parked in the front yard. I have no idea what happened for that last hour. It's like I just slept while I drove. I have no recollection of how I got there. The last thing I saw was the kangaroo truck stop sign. I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you or heard of that happening to someone, but it's a scary thing to happen. You know what? That happens a lot in marriage. Just kind of like Where did that time go? Sometimes it happens for years. Where do those years go? It's just like you were on cruise control, autopilot, whatever, and you just missed that whole time. I like this quote by Benjamin Franklin. He says, some people die at 25, but aren't buried till 75. You know, that's so true. Some people just live their life on autopilot. They just miss everything going on. If you're not careful, you get that way in marriage. You miss everything that's going on. So today we're going to learn about five ways to become relationship mindful. So here's a table of contents. Number one, turn off your cruise control. Number two, be intentional in your love. Number three, set expectations for your relationship. Number four, make your Tuesdays meaningful. Number five, live like you don't have tomorrow. So here we go. Number one, turn off your cruise control. You know, at some point in life, I think we all have a tendency to just kind of get comfortable. It's like you just set the cruise control like me going down the interstate. You're just along for the ride. I guess the hope is you'll just eventually end up where you're supposed to be. But this is not healthy for you. It's not healthy for your relationship. And that's because life doesn't stay the same. And you will miss all those changes in your life and in your marriage and all those opportunities to love and live together if you're just on autopilot or you just have the cruise control set in your life. The truth is, God doesn't want you to stay the same. Listen to this in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Life with God is this constant push for growth. If you're not moving forward for God, you're going backwards. It's like the gear shifter on your faith. It doesn't have a neutral You're either going forward in your walk with Christ or you're going backwards. God doesn't want you coasting. He doesn't want you staying the same. His desire for you is to keep moving forward in your walk with Him. And I would say there are lots of people who never grow in their walk with the Lord. And this is something that God is not pleased with. In fact, He fills your life with lots of changes because He wants you to change. He wants you to learn how to adjust Your faith to those changes in your life. His ultimate purpose in all this is to change you into the image of Christ. He wants you to constantly add to your faith. Just like your faith, your marriage demands that you change. If you have been married for any length of time, you know how things change. And these changes in your marriage and your life, they require that you make adjustments to yourself. Things change in your relationship. And you have to change with them in order to make your relationship what it should be. In order to have a good marriage, you have to learn to adjust to the changes in that marriage and in your life. I think a big example of this is when you have kids. Now, I remember when our first child was coming. My wife was expecting. And we made a lot of adjustments to our life. We set up a little nursery. And we put a crib up. We bought diapers. We bought a car seat. We bought all sorts of baby items because we knew we had to prepare because our life was about to change. Because babies change your life, right? And you find this out once you get married and you have children. Now, whereas before you were lovers, now it's kind of like you're co-parents together. Another example is health problems. You know, if your spouse develops some sort of health condition, your relationship changes and you have to learn to be more like a caregiver to your spouse or maybe you have to do this for a time or maybe it's for an extended time or maybe it's for the rest of your marriage you have to make those adjustments to things that happen in your life you first get married it's getting to know each other you you make those adjustments right and then when you get have children you make those adjustments and you have family life changes and physical health emotional changes you have to make adjustments for those changes in your marriage. In order to have a good marriage, you have to make those adjustments. I have a chart that I'd love for you to see if you'll visit our website, fixeruppermarriage.org mindful. It kind of illustrates the changes that you have to make in your marriage. But if you're going to leave the cruise control on and not make adjustments, I promise it's not going to end well. You're going to end up wrecking your marriage. You have to make adjustments. You can't just coast through your marriage. You have to make adjustments for change to turn off your cruise control. Number two, be intentional. Be aware of the changes in your marriage. Notice when things are changing or things are about to change. You know, if you have some life changes coming soon, go ahead and prepare for those changes. You have to change you in order to have a successful marriage. It's just the way things work. Changes may require you to make like personal sacrifice. So you may have to like prepare yourself emotionally and be ready for that change to occur. It's just like when you're having that first baby. Remember I was just talking about that. You know, what do we do? We got ready. We made changes. We prepared. That's the way all the changes should be in your life. If you see those change, there's changes coming to your marriage, it's time to make adjustments. And also be intentional about those adjustments that you're going to make. And being intentional means that you communicate with each other. You talk about the change that's coming in your marriage or the change that's happened in your marriage. You communicate with each other and be intentional about the changes that you're going to make in your life and in your marriage to keep your marriage and your relationship and your love what it should be. Being intentional means that you're communicating with each other. There was this old TV sitcom from the 1960s. It's called Bewitched. And when I was little, we watched it. I don't necessarily condone or endorse anything about the show. I just remember watching it when I was little, and it was absolutely hilarious. They had a nosy, the main characters had a nosy neighbor. Her name was Gladys Kravitz, and she would just constantly spy on them. She was just like constantly looking out the window, and incredible things would happen. Like their entire house would disappear, and Gladys Kravitz would see it happen. And she would try to get her husband's attention. His name was Abner. She would say, Abner, Abner, their house disappeared. And Abner was always like engrossed in something else. He was always engrossed in the newspaper. He would always miss what happened. Now, that's a real funny way to look at things. But your marriage can become that way. It's like you're always engrossed in something else. It's like you're always just coasting along. And you miss all the changes in your marriage and in your life. It's like you miss what's going on. But a lot of people are like Abner in their marriage. Completely disconnected from what's going on. But you have to be aware and you have to be intentional. Do things on purpose to help your relationship. Marriage is a lot like your relationship with Jesus. It's like if you want to have a better walk with him. If you want to have a better relationship with him. You have to do things intentionally in order to make that happen. For example... You might make a commitment to read your Bible and pray every morning before you eat breakfast. This way, you make an intentional effort to grow in your faith. Or you may decide to listen to edifying Christian music or Bible preaching instead of, like, talk radio and the news. Because you want to make that intentional effort to have a better relationship with Christ. Here's another one. Before you get on social media channels like YouTube or Facebook, maybe you decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to read my Bible and pray Before I do those things. These are all great things you can deliberately do. Things you can intentionally do. To make your relationship with the Lord better. And those little intentional choices that you make. Can have a huge impact on your walk with God. You have to handle your marriage relationship the same way. I'm going to intentionally spend time with my spouse. Because I want to make a relationship better. I'm going to intentionally plan on being kind, and developing my relationship with my spouse because I want my love and my marriage to be better. You have to make that conscious, intentional choice to do that. What I'm saying is you don't have a great marriage on accident. You get it intentionally. You get it on purpose. The following is a list of some things you can do together intentionally to change your marriage. And these are just some ideas. You can pray together. You can plan a date together. You can take the time to talk and listen to one another. You can think about each other during the day. How about this? Cook a meal together. Now, maybe this wouldn't work out great with every couple, but it might work out for you. It might work great to go in the kitchen together and plan a meal and prepare that meal and talk about it while you're cooking that meal together. Maybe you could read a book together. Chances are you know those intentional things you can do in your relationship to make them better. You just need to turn off the cruise control. You need to intentionally do those things to make your relationship what you want it to be. So turn off your cruise control. Be intentional in your marriage. And number three, set expectations for your relationship. Having no goals or ambitions for your relationship is kind of like floating on a raft in the ocean and just hoping you get where you're supposed to be. No, that's not how it works. No, you need a vessel. You need a plan. You need a compass. You have to plan. You need a plan to get where you need to be. You need to have expectations. You need to have a plan. And in your marriage, you should have realistic Bible-based goals. You know what? You should never have an ambition or goal that drives you away from God. But you should have ambitions and goals for your marriage relationship. You should have expectations for what you want your marriage to be like. Have expectations for what you want for your relationship. Discuss your own expectations for your relationship with your spouse. And be willing to listen to theirs. The truth is, you might have to make some compromises in order to have shared expectations. But talking about those expectations kind of puts you on the same page. So here's some examples of some expectations that you may have as a couple. Or just some ideas to kind of get you started. Maybe you could... Plan on serving the Lord together in a ministry. Maybe that could be an expectation for your relationship. How about this one? I think maybe everyone should have this one. Become and stay madly in love with each other. Or maybe just to do more things together. Maybe you want to start a small business together or move to a different area. Maybe you would like to travel together. But whatever your expectations are, it's important that you talk about those expectations with each other. You know, it may take some time and planning to meet those expectations, but you can't get there without actually having them. And you also need to understand that it's okay if it takes time to get the kind of relationship that you desire. It's like having a goal that you aim for. It's kind of like a basketball player, right? When he shoots the ball, he's aiming toward that goal. He's aiming toward that basket. Having expectations means you have something to shoot at. You have something that you're aiming for. And even if you miss, it still means that you're heading in the right direction. So have those goals and those personal expectations for your own life and for your marriage. In your personal life, you may be aiming for something small, like praying for 15 minutes every day. But regardless of what your expectations are, just having them is an important step in your personal life and in your marriage. So develop some expectations for your love and your relationship together. And develop a plan to make those expectations a reality. It's not just enough to have expectations. You have to have a means to make those expectations a reality. If you want to have a closer relationship with one another, well, you're just going to have to learn how to spend time together. You're just going to have to make that time to spend together. If you want to serve the Lord together in ministry... You may have to make changes in your work or in your personal life. You may have to give up some things in order to gain your expectations. If you really want to work on your relationship and spend more time together, well, you may have to cut out on some overtime on the job, right? Maybe you'll have to stop spending so much time on your hobbies. But you make that sacrifice, you make that change in order to have a better marriage, in order to make the time to spend together. You know, it takes a certain level of vulnerability to have these kind of expectations for your marriage. Because having those expectations or having those goals means, it means that you could miss those goals. It could mean that you fail. But the truth is, you really don't fail unless you just don't aim at all. But you really don't fail unless you choose not to aim. You know, it's ironic that not having the courage to aim is worse than aiming or missing. But it is in the marriage relationship. Because your love and your life together is really about the process of aiming for those expectations. It's not really about the goal at all. It's about the process and getting to that goal. Again, it's like your walk with the Lord. My aim, my goal as a Christian, is to be like Jesus. But wait a second. I won't be like Jesus until I get to heaven. I have this goal that cannot be achieved in this life. But the Christian life is all about the process. It's all about going through life and my walk with the Lord and becoming more like Jesus. It's about the process that you go through in aiming toward that goal. That's the way the marriage relationship is. You set those expectations. This is what I want my marriage to be like. You communicate those expectations with your spouse. You make a plan how to get there. Love is all about the process. So we said turn off your cruise control. Be intentional in your marriage. Set expectations for your love. And number four, make your Tuesdays meaningful. Every day of the week seems to have like some kind of meaning to me. And I'm sure it's the same with you. Sunday is like the first day of the week. And for me, it's the day of worship. We spend that day in church. I take my family with me, and we're kind of with our church family, so to speak, and we sing, we sing, and we hear preaching, and we just fellowship with one another, and then Monday is the first day of the week. And for me, Monday is a hard day, and I'm sure it is for everybody. Sometimes I'll even say, man, every day this week has been like a Monday. We all know what that means because Monday has meaning. Wednesday, is, we call it hump day. I mean, it's the middle of the week. At church, we have our midweek prayer service on Wednesdays. And then Thursday is just the day before Friday, right? Thank God it's Thursday because that means tomorrow is Friday. And Friday starts the weekend. Friday's the last day of the work week. And then Saturday, of course, it's a day to do recreational things. It's Saturday. It's the weekend. But Tuesday is just Tuesday, It just seems like it's just another day. It doesn't really have much meaning. But your marriage can get stuck on a Tuesday. It's just like the same old thing over and over again. It gets like that favorite song on your CD that you've listened to so much. It just got worn out. It just kind of loses its meaning. Your marriage can get like a Tuesday. Just ordinary Tuesdays. But you can make the ordinary parts of your marriage extraordinary. I mean, I'm just going to be honest that most of, married, most of your married life is lived on like a Tuesday. But it's in your everyday life that life actually happens. It's on those Tuesdays that life happens. The small moments make your marriage what it is. So stop and enjoy your time together in those moments that are just ordinary. And your marriage will become extraordinary. Big love happens in the small moments. My wife says this all the time. Small moments make your marriage and your life what it is. You know what? When you're just sitting on the couch and you're holding hands and you're looking at it, and you're looking into each other's eyes, it's like a small moment. When you share a long hug together, it's a small moment. When you hold hands while you're driving down the road, when you just sit and talk over breakfast, or when you laugh together, it's in those small moments that may only last for a second. It's in those small moments that may only last for a few seconds that define a lifetime of love. How to become relationship mindful, turn off the cruise control, be intentional in your love. Set expectations for your relationship make your Tuesdays meaningful and finally live like you won't have tomorrow. In James chapter four, verse thirteen through fourteen, the Bible says this Go to now ye that say Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be in the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor. That appeareth for a little time, then vanisheth away. Today is the most valuable thing that you own. It's like we don't get it. That tomorrow could change absolutely everything. It's like those big tragedies that happen. And everybody says, I always thought it would happen to somebody else. Until it happened to me. That's the way we are in in marriage and in life. You don't think it's going to happen to you. Until it does. One moment, one phone call, one event can change everything in your life. So live with your spouse like there'll be no tomorrow. Be mindful that today is a day that you have to be in love and spend together. And the truth is, what you have right now, what you have today, it may be the only thing you'll have tomorrow. It may be the only thing you'll have to hold on to for the rest of your life. Don't end the day on a bad note. You know, the Bible just absolutely nailed it on this principle. Listen to this. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Ephesians four twenty six. Let all the hard feelings and the friction of just living together, let that go before you go to bed. Because the truth is, you may not have the opportunity to fix it tomorrow. You may not have that chance to make things right with each other. In summary, five ways to become relationship mindful. Number one, turn off your cruise control. Stop coasting through life. Number two, be intentional in your marriage. Number three, set expectations for your relationship. Without those expectations, you are coasting. You're going nowhere and your marriage is broken. Have expectations for what you want your marriage and your love to be and work toward those expectations. Number four, make your Tuesdays meaningful. And number five, live like you won't have tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Fixer Upper Marriage Podcast. We now have a newsletter. So to get exclusive content, including the six-point relationship rescue plan, visit fixeruppermarriage.org slash newsletter. Remember that God has great things planned for your marriage. So don't miss it.